look at Samuel chapter 9 and Samuel anoints Saul that's the title in the NRV Bible let's read quickly through the chapter and see what it's all about so there was a Benjamite a man of standing whose name was Kish son of Abiel the son of Zorel the son of Bacharach the son of Aphia of Benjamin Kish had a son named Saul as handsome a young man as could be found anywhere in Israel and he was a head taller than anyone else now the donkeys belonging to Saul's father Kish were lost and Kish said to his son Saul take one of the servants with you and go and look for the donkeys so he passed through the hill country of Ephraim and through the area around Shalish, Shalisha sorry, but they did not find them they went on into the district of Shalim, but the donkeys were not there. Then he passed through the territory of Benjamin, but they did not find them. When they reached the district of Zuf, Saul said to the servant who was with him, Come, let's go back, or my father will stop thinking about the donkeys and start worrying about us. But the servant replied, Look, in this town there is a man of God. He is highly respected, and everything he says comes to true. Let's go there now. Perhaps he will tell us where they are. He will tell us the way to take. What way to take. Saul said to the servant, If we go, what can we give this man? The food in our stacks is gone. We have to, no gift to take to the man of God. What do we have? The servant answered him again. Look, he said, I have a quarter of a shekel of silver. I will give it to the man of God so that he will tell us what we to take. Formerly to inquire of God, they would say, Come, let us go to the seer, because the prophet of today used to be the prophet of today used to be called a seer. Good, Saul said to the servant, Come, let's go. So they let set out for the town where the man of God was. As they were going up the hill to the town, they met some young women coming down to draw water, and they asked them, Is the seer here? He is, they answered. He's ahead of you. Hurry now. He has just come to our town today, for the people are have a sacrifice at the high place. As soon as you enter the town, you will find him before he goes up to the high place to eat. The people will not begin eating until he comes, because he must bless the sacrifice afterward. Those who are invited will eat. Go up now. You should find him about this time. They went up to the town, and as they were entering it, there was Samuel coming toward them on his way up to the high place. Now the day before Saul came, the Lord had revealed this to Samuel. About this time tomorrow, I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin. Anoint him ruler over my people Israel. He will deliver them from the hand of the Philistines. I have looked on my people. I have looked on my people, for their cry has reached me. When Samuel caught sight of Saul, the Lord said to him, This is the man I spoke to you about. He will govern my people. Saul approached Samuel in the gateway and asked, Would you please tell me where the seer's house is? I am the seer, Samuel replied. Go up ahead of me to the high place, for today you are to eat with me. And in the morning I will send you on your way and with all that is in your heart. As for the donkeys you lost three days ago, do not worry about them. They have been found. And to whom is all the desire of Israel turned, if not to you and your whole family line? Saul answered, But I am not a Benjamite, 
but am I not a Benjamite from the smallest tribe of Israel and is not my clan the least of the clans of the tribe of Benjamin why do you say such a thing to me then Samuel brought Saul and his servant into the hall and seated them at the head of those who were invited about 13 number so said to the cook bring the piece of meat I gave you the one I told you to lay aside so the cook took up the thigh with what was on it and set it in front of Saul Samuel said here is what has been kept for you eat because it was set aside for you for this occasion from the time I said I have invited guests and so dined with Samuel that day after they came down from the high place to the town Samuel talked to Saul on the roof of the house they rose about daybreak and Samuel called to Saul on the roof get ready I will send you on your way when Samuel got ready he and Saul went outside together as they were going down to the edge of the town Samuel said to Saul tell the servant to go ahead of you of us and the servant did so but you stay here for a while so that I may give you a message from God and that's chapter chapter 9 so we saw yesterday in chapter 8 that the children of Israel and the rulers representing them were adamant about having a king and the Lord has said to the prophet Samuel don't worry about it just do what they tell you to do just do what they tell you to do and prophet Samuel was not happy with the decision that the people of Israel were making so now it is interesting that the Lord himself has set aside somebody who is going to be the king over Israel that even after the inquiry or the request of the people of Israel seemed to be the wrong decision and they were told what the king would do the Lord actually took care of their need or their request and put in it a divine reasoning or a divine purpose for it which was that he would fight the Philistines this king that they so badly wanted so that they would become like all the other nations that same king is who God would use to destroy the Philistines and it says so and the Lord himself set apart somebody otherwise he wouldn't lead Samuel to this same soul Saul, on the other hand is just minding his own business doing whatever he's doing on the farm helping his father and his father sends him out as, an, as a normal routine probably thing that you would do on a farm in the countryside go and look for the donkeys that happens it doesn't happen every day but it's frequent enough and it doesn't seem like anything um, holy or, or divine or oh my gosh sacred but in that routine job he stumbles upon his divine mandate and his divine purpose as the king of Israel isn't it interesting how we fall upon the very thing that destiny calls us to do when we are doing the usual things in life and Saul could have refused to go and look for the donkeys I mean he could have said send the servant himself and he'll be fine by himself but he has a wise servant who goes along with him and this servant oh my gosh look at the role of servants on two occasions he makes very um, profound and, and, and needful um, suggestions they become very important pointers to the direction that Saul takes number one he says let us inquire of a seer in this town I will not refer to the verses right now but you can refer to them 
let us inquire and uh, I know that there's a seer here. He's resourceful. He knows that there is a way out. There's a, there's a way of help. And he seeks it out and tells his master about it. Sometimes we shut up and we have solutions. Now we need to speak up when we are the servants. You want to take the role of a servant and we know there's something a master needs. We know it and we refuse to say it sometimes. But he speaks up and says, how about we inquire of the seer? And then the second thing that he does, now of course Saul says, hey, I don't have money. What are we going to give him? And he says, I got a quarter. Ask some money. Let us go and give it as a gift. And that sorts it. And Saul's heart is settled. And he follows the suggestion knowing that they will succeed because they've got the prerequisites settled. And they go and look out for Saul, uh, for Samuel. And guess what? The prophet Samuel has already been prepared by the Lord himself. And the Lord himself has told him the night before, I'm going to send you a man. And this man, you're going to anoint him as king over Israel. So Israel has their king. And look at the definition. Look at how he's described. The definition of a king in those days physically was he had to stand out. So he did stand out. And it's the man God himself says as handsome as anybody and he stands a foot above everybody so in physical terms the people were not going to be disappointed and he says i have put in this man my spirit he is going to defeat the philistines and that was his role that is why he was anointed yes because the children of israel also wanted it but because also god was going to use him and this dual purpose we must always keep in mind the duplicity and the, the various reasons why things happen things don't just happen supposedly because you want them to happen but god also has a purpose for the direction that he leads us sometimes it seems like it's just a routine thing that we want something because for the sake of wanting it but the lord will also impute in in it his own objective which you don't know about but it is also good to seek to know what does the Lord want. In this case, what the Lord really wanted was that the enemies of the Israelites, his enemies also, would be defeated. And that was the key thing. And that with that purpose. And it gave them soul. So tomorrow, I'll be looking at what was Samuel telling Saul when he told him, tell the servant to go ahead. What was Samuel going to tell Saul? find out tomorrow see you then remember to make comment below and remember to subscribe see you tomorrow hey everyone so today we look at chapter 10 of Samuel, first Samuel, I hope you're doing well and you're keeping up. Remember that you can make, leave a comment below and you can subscribe to the channel so that you can get notifications as well as we go along the Bible. So this is first Samuel chapter 10 and it says that then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head. Whose head? Now yesterday we saw that Samuel had anointed Saul as king or rather he hadn't anointed him yet he's anointing him now but he had chosen and identified Saul as the Lord had revealed to him who was going to become the king of 
of Israel. Now Saul had been busy minding his own business, looking for the donkeys, his father's donkeys. And he had this brilliant servant who had told him this brilliant idea that they could go and look for the seer and the seer would tell him which way the donkeys took. And guess what? In that looking for the donkeys, in that activity, they stumble upon the divine appointment that he had with the prophet. So it wasn't about the donkeys, it was actually about him, Saul himself, becoming a king for his nation, a man from one tribe of Benjamin who was minding his own business. It's elevated to the position of a king and the Lord himself had chosen him and the Lord had directed Samuel to be in that particular town at that particular moment when they were looking for the donkeys and who would have known that this searching for donkeys, a seemingly discouraging uh, moment where they had lost property and they were seeking for that property was going to land them into the divine purpose of this man as a ruler and a king over the people of God. And Samuel allows him to sit with him for dinner and tells him, hey, I've got something to tell you, so walk with me and let's hear what the Lord has to say. So that is how we begin chapter 10. And while they're walking, Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, is it not because the Lord has anointed you commander over his inheritance? When you have departed from me today, you will find two men by Rachel's tomb in the territory of Benjamin at Zelzah. And they will say to you, the donkeys which you went to look for have been found. And now your father has ceased caring about the donkeys and is worrying about you saying, and come to the Terebinth tree of Tabor. There, three men going up to God at Bethel will meet you, one carrying three young goats, another carrying three loaves of bread, and another carrying a skin of wine. And they will greet you and give you two loaves of bread, which you shall receive from their hands. After that, you shall come to the hill of God, where the Philistine garrison is. And it will happen when you have come there to the city, that you will meet a group of prophets coming down from the high place with a stringed instrument, a tambourine, a flute, and a harp before them, and they will be prophesying. Then the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and you will prophesy with them, and be turned into another man. And let it be, when these signs come to you, that you do as the occasion demands. For God is with you. You shall go down before me to Gilgal, and surely I will come down to you to offer burnt offerings and make sacrifices of peace offerings. Seven days you shall wait till I come to you and, you, and show you what you should do. Very specific. So, in verse 9, so it was when he had turned back, turned his back to go from Samuel, that God gave him another heart. And all those signs came to pass that day. When they came there to the hill, there was a group of prophets. Then the Spirit of God came upon him and he prophesied among them. And it happened when all who knew him formerly saw him. So that he, indeed he prophesied among the prophets that the people said to one another, What is that? What is this that has come upon the son of Kish? Is Solom also among the prophets? Then a man from there answered and said, But who is their father? Therefore it became a proverb, Is Saul also among the prophets? And then he had finished. And when he had finished prophesying, he went to the high place. Then Saul's uncle said to him and his servant, Where did you go? So he said, To look for the donkeys. When we saw that they were nowhere to be found, we went to Samuel. And Saul's uncle said, Tell me, please, 
what Samuel said to you. So Saul said to his uncle, he told us plainly that the donkeys had been found. But about the matter of the kingdom, he did not tell him when Saul, uh, what Samuel had said. Then Samuel called the people together to the Lord at Mizpah and said to the children of Israel, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I brought up Israel out of Egypt and delivered you from the hand of the Egyptians and from the hand of all the kingdoms and from those who oppressed you. But you have today rejected your God who himself saved you from all your adversities and your tribulations. And you have said to him, No, set a king over us. Now therefore present yourselves before the Lord by your tribes and by your clans. And when Samuel had caused of Israel to come near, the tribe of Benjamin was chosen. Then he caused the tribes of Benjamin to come near by their families. The family of Matri was chosen, and Saul, the son of Kish, was chosen. But when they sought him, he could not be found. Therefore they inquired of the Lord, Father, has the man come here yet? And the Lord answered, there he is, hidden among the equipment. So they ran and brought him from there. And when he stood among the people, he was taller than any of the people from his shoulders upwards. And Samuel said to all the people, Do you see him whom the Lord has chosen, that there is no one like him among all the people? So all the people shouted and said, Long live the king! Then Samuel explained to the people the behavior of royalty and wrote it in a book and laid it up before the Lord. And Samuel sent all the people away, also went home to Geber, and valiant men went with him, whose hearts God had touched. But some rebels said, How can this man save us? So they despised him and brought him no presents, but he held his peace. Hmm. Very dramatic, very dramatic. And who is like our God, who is omnipotent and omniscient, that he could set all this up, really, to innocent people who don't know what's going on, but the servant of the Lord knew and had been told the day before, he had been told earlier to select Saul. But anyway, let's start from the top. So Samuel anoints Saul. What is the significance of anointing anointing represents the spirit of the lord through the oil dripping down represents the spirit of the lord coming upon soul and it represented an official identifier from the lord himself not just anybody got anointed god himself had to have identified who was going to be anointed because their work ahead of them needed supernatural ability and supernatural power so that anointing fell upon them to give them the ability and the structure and the might and the eloquence the knowledge their abilities the resources in within them to be able to carry out the mandates that god was giving them and in this case samuel anoints soul not only to identify but to enable to mark him and to strengthen him and to enable him about to do as king over Israel and not just Israel but his people his inheritance it was very personal to God who the king of Israel would be very personal 
leaders were his children and when Saul summons the leaders he reminds them I got you out of Egypt but today you have rejected me who has he rejected who did they reject they rejected God they wanted a human being and God gave them according to their specifications according to what would appeal to them but in between there we see a couple of things about God number one he's very detailed God is a God of order and detailed and plan he tells Saul exactly what is going to happen through Samuel and Saul would use these things as signs and even today God tells us what he's going to do even up to the order and sometimes we fail to see or fail to recognize what God is doing but he does things with order and with plan and there's always laid out to the prophets and the people who seek him the plans of God is not a secret he will tell you what he is going to do and even how he's gonna do it and so as a sign to Saul the knowledge the supernatural knowledge from Samuel serves to appease Saul that this indeed was a thing of the Lord because of the signs that had happened he saw that the Lord God of Israel was actually behind his anointing and he changed his heart was changed to be a man who would serve God don't our hearts need to be changed when we're serving the Lord we cannot serve him with the same carnality and appetites and attitudes and stinking thinking and stinking ways that we have acquired over time God must change us and that's what he did to Saul he transformed him into a man that would be malleable in his hands and we see at the very last verse there that he held his peace maybe something he wouldn't have done before but the man was shy he was a shy man you know they're looking for him the one who anoint him the Lord has caused by lots that this man be chosen yet he had already chosen him isn't that profound but even the people we elect into government and to officials these people even church leaders that we elect already chosen of God and the Lord already knows that he is going to use certain people and the hearts of men are stirred even to follow that person according to the Lord's doing is very profound to know that even the thoughts and the activities that seem to be initiated by human beings have been caused by the Lord himself his own was moved their hearts to do it but remember that there are those who will not go along with us even when we are taken we have taken leadership positions that the Lord has given us there are those who will not rubber stamp our authority they will not accept it and they will not present caves and what are we to do hold our peace just like Saul did so the the Lord chose Saul and Saul was chosen by the people and and Saul again was elected by lots or by casting of lots you know and it all came together but in there we see some a statement made by the Lord God himself and it happened that when all who knew him formerly saw that indeed he prophesied among the prophets people say to one another what is it that has come upon again that was the spirit of the Lord that's what came upon him I want to go down to what the Lord said about the election or the um, the desire of the people of Israel to have a king in verse 17 it says when Samuel called the people together that says the Lord God of Israel I brought up Israel out of Egypt and delivered you from the hand of the Egyptians and from the hand of all kingdoms and from those who oppressed you but 
you have today rejected your God who himself saved you from all your adversities, your adversities and your tribulations and you have said to him, no, set a king over us. Set a king over us. Now therefore, present yourselves before the Lord. So the people were actually avoiding the authority and the leadership and the care of God and choosing instead to have a human leader a human leader a human leader who they would subject themselves to that is something to think about are we led by God do we want him to be our ruler or do human beings represent more authority than God in our lives who do we bow down to is it the king the human king or is it the king of kings and the lord of lords who do you bow down to food for thought so tomorrow we'll be looking at chapter 11 and I'll of course we'll be posting the videos every day so remember to subscribe and ask for notification on your YouTube so that you get to know each time I post the video. See you then. Bye-bye. Hey everyone. Hope you're well and we're back with the first